Welcome to Dogs of Warcry. Dogs of Warcry is a podcast from the Mortal Realms focusing on Warcry, a fast-paced cinematic skirmish game by Games Workshop. You can expect discussions on gameplay, rules, lore, painting, terrain, campaigns, and events. Welcome to Dogs of Warcry. In episode 8.5 of season 4, we'll be talking about our Circle of Paint Challenge and how you can see the warbands and vote on your favorite. My name is Josh, and answering the call with me this week is Haven and Eric. How are you guys? We're hey, doing Eric. really good, though I mean, we got to bring the energy, it seems like. Uh, Paven, you got you got plenty of energy, right? With the, yeah, with the little I'm one. On, and... I'm, on, I'm on sleepless delirium energy. Ooh. yes <laughs> that's that's perfect you're in just you're just in a state you're in a in a, a fugue state uh, which is probably <laughs> perfect for, for a war band worshiping chaos <laughs> Seeing voice of madness <laughs> you guys Excellent. had a good father's day i did thank you yeah me, i i me, I as well uh, all fathers podcast all fathers <laughs> podcast <great>. today <laughs> Well, I hope you guys got some relaxation and, and lots of appreciation because, uh, uh, man, you both do a lot for your kids, and I think it's awesome. Uh, and, uh, man, it's uh, it's that part of the summer already. So, <laughs> Right? <sighs> I know. June's almost done. Craziness. June's almost done. But right. do you want to jump into the forge of Mithraxis? <laughs> Paven, yeah, do you need right. to, like, to cue you in? talk about uh yeah the forge of mithraxis is hot uh the anvil is clanging the forge is burning uh josh give me some good news excellent well you know since the last podcast uh i have not had my dark oath finished but i do now of course episode 8.5 oh. i got them done about hey. three weeks ago and they're set and ready for pictures i've been working on a variety of different pictures and can't quite get the right uh, theme that I want, so I still need to get that done. But, is that but yeah, they uh, are done and ready. And I, I will, I will say, Josh, you're smart because uh, in the Circle of Paint Challenge, I would say sixty percent of your success is taking the best photo. It helps, mm. Mm. and that Photoshop skills. <laughs> I have none of those, but you know, oh, okay. <laughs> Trying to get the lighting at least. <laughs> well, congrats on getting those done, Paven. Thank what have you been up to? Wait, I want to hear, I guess, will we talk more about Josh, Josh's Dark Oath, long time coming? I want to hear what he did. Yes, yes. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk in the Circle Paint Challenge okay. section. We'll, all right, we'll get all the tea. Get all the tea. All right. Uh, I got some stuff done, uh, surprisingly, uh, with the new baby, uh, but I had some paternity leave, so that, that helped a bit. Um, so I finished the sections of the Dreadhold I was working on, uh, so that felt nice. very satisfying. Um, I have a, uh, a tower and three wall sections and a malefic gate completed. And I have Sweet. a tower and one more wall section primed and ready to go. So I can kind of see the finish line there. I feel pretty good about it. I think it looks That's okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I bet yeah, you uh, it's going to go fast from there. I think so. I just, yeah, I have to prioritize it because I did kind of shift gears after that and I bought 
Elethane Soul Raid. I think I talked about that because I had some huge FOMO based on the Underworld scene, which is popping off here in Madison. Mm-hmm. I picked up Elethanes and I've painted those guys up now. Uh, I really like Guiding of Thief Kid models. I don't really have a ton, but the ones I have painted, I've really enjoyed. Um, nice. So I've been actually, I've painted those guys, been kind of going crazy with the local Underworlds League. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that in my games played because that's all I've played. <laughs> um, yeah, super great. Uh, and I've also picked up, uh, as part of my Underworlds uh, obsession, I picked up Haro Deep. Um, so I've started work on Zandire's Truth Seekers, which is the Stormcast warband in there. Um, mm-hmm. The best Underworld Stormcast warband from an aesthetics perspective, I think by far. Because I like them a lot. Yeah, yeah, they're all they're, cool. like, they're not just like a unit of liberators. They are right. like uh, lady with a lantern and big guy with hammer, and then there's a bow one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they use the superior design language of the Thunderstrike armor. Uh, yeah awesome and there's a bird uh that's (laughs) that's it as far as hobby for me uh things are i'm not quite as productive as usual but i am making some progress and i call that a victory oh yeah all right how about you eric uh let's see i um uh in in uh upcoming or in preparation for the shadows of malice event i did paint uh, some halflings from the halfling blood bowl team as my nom blars and om uh, blars they uh, eat as much as the ogres do uh, pound for pound uh, and so that i could bring a uh, an ogre uh, maw tribe um, uh, team or warband to the event so i did a little bit of painting i had i haven't painted in a couple of years now so it was nice doing that uh, outside of a couple of D and D minis, but then uh, I, I started embarking on a, a little bit of a 3D printing uh, kind of exploration. I was able to kind of I wanted to design and print some Warcry terrain, but I'm still learning 3D uh, modeling. I've never done it before, so I'm just kind of tinkering with the tools and all that kind of stuff. So my first task, like even as an illustrator or a graphic designer, like you start off by copying people, right? You copy other people's stuff to see if, how can I achieve what they achieved using the same tool or this tool or whatever. So I did my best to try and re like make a copy design from scratch, make a copy of like the Warcry buildings. And it went all right. It's not perfect. It's not, you know, like millimeter per, per, to millimeter perfect, but it gave me a good sense of scale and all that kind of stuff. So that was pretty fun. Uh, and, uh, now I'm kind of playing with some, some files that you have, Josh, and trying to print those out, but now I'm out of, uh, PLA, uh, filament. So I'm kind of just sitting and waiting. So, yeah, (laughs) so that's, that's about all I'm doing right now is just waiting until I get more plastic to print with. Awesome. No, it's good. Definitely a fun hobby. And I've got a, I was thinking about it the last couple of days, get my printer up and going again, because I've got some things i want to get printed off myself so yeah all right we'll have to talk about that offline Sweet. all right well with that we'll jump into our path to glory section and games that we have played since our last podcast and eric you said you had some games yeah so i got to play at the shadow of malice event that you put on uh you and vint put on and uh, i had uh, some really great games and it was cool because uh, some of the people that came were people I haven't played with, like, even before the pandemic. Like, I haven't played them since, like, close to 8th edition. 
uh, and playing some uh, Malif or not Malifo, um, Mordheim. Uh, so it was great seeing a, a bunch of people that I had uh, played games with in the past and got some good games in. The first game I played was Ogres versus Ogres. We had almost identical lists, uh, but I didn't do as well as he did. He's a, he, uh, Dustin is a great tactician, as always has been, and uh, he it looked close, and in the end, it was like uh, all to nothing. Uh, so he, he wiped the floor with Oof. me. Uh, yeah, it was like teetering and then it totally <laughs> fell one direction. Um, but it was a fantastically fun game and good, uh, good storytelling. Then I played, um, what did I play next? Uh, I played some, Ooh, uh, I played some gets, uh, and, uh, also was looking pretty good for me until the very end. I was, yeah, yeah. They, they just had their bit more movement than I had and, and, uh, mopped up a lot of my knoblars and and uh and kept my my big ogre out of the out of the fray for too long and then my last game uh was against josh and your dark oath right yep, uh, yep. and uh, i smashed uh you and your dark oath pretty yeah, well you busted out the range and yeah i had uh i had uh, some lead belchers in my in my roster but i had only pulled out like one at a time like one total so this time i pulled out uh, two i think uh and uh managed to 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 keep your guy like knock him out from range so uh you you'd experience that one other time which we'll talk about that as well but uh uh yeah so it was a fun event it was great playing three games i didn't realize that three games in a row like i had I, my war cry brain isn't isn't worked that muscle isn't worked so i was pretty wiped out mentally uh after the event <laughs> Uh, right. I did not, I did not expect that. Um, so I gotta get, I gotta get more reps in so, to That's get right. fighting form. Uh, <laughs> but a couple of weeks before that, uh, Josh, you, me and Vint played a game. Do you want to talk about that one? Yeah, I'll, I'll introduce it. So, uh, one of our earlier podcasts, we talked about the new siege battles that is in Tomo champions 2021. So Vint, Eric and I decided Hey, we're going to give this a shot and, you know, test it out. We'd heard some feedback from a variety of players, but we thought we'd give it a, a run right from the book so that we can get a, like a face value perspective of how it actually played. Um, so Eric, uh, he hosted, set up an amazing looking table and uh, it was his uh, Ogre Pirates. I don't know. I can't remember what their name is. Yeah. The Mule uh, Privateers. Thank you. Thank you. So we had, we had uh, found... A pretty nice treasure uh, in this set of ruins, but our ship coming in must have hit something. Was doing doing a lot of smoking, so we kind of alerted uh, a couple other war brand, bands that we had something cooking in the area. Literally, exactly. we had, we had a barbecue going on, um, <laughs> uh, and you guys came knocking on my uh, my f uh, fortified, I guess, uh, wall. Right. Right, yeah, the, the Hounds of Maka, my Darko Savagers, teamed up with Vince. Um, the Unmade? Did he play Unmade? Yes, thank you, the Unmade. Ah. I was like, oh, I know what they are. No, um, we don't see them often enough. Right? But yeah, it was a, it was definitely a very fun game. And um, the attackers definitely have an advantage with a bonus monster. And was starting with more... Um, Oops, on the table than the defender. Yeah, uh, Eric. Two had v a really one is a little setup, bit though. of an advantage. Yep, yep. Because you had you did the smart thing and took some range models as well. But yeah, so so Vit and I had to struggle with okay, 
we try and think take things out or we just climb the wall and try to escape to get our points and then Eric has a messenger that he's supposed to get off the table. And, and I'll let you describe how that all worked out because that was kind of a, an amazing circumstance. Thing, <laughs> well, so, uh, yeah. So I, I kind of what we had heard going into it was that the d- defenders at some disadvantage. So I did not feel bad about taking uh, three lead belchers as part of the war band. Um, and then uh, I had, had a whole bunch of uh, nomblers, which I thought were going to be good, like with the planes runners. I used them to like wait and you know kind of do the the activation um you know imbalances and that sort of stuff but that didn't really work that well uh given how much you guys already had so i almost wish i had more firepower or some you know more hitty stuff in that back line but then uh yeah and so um i picked my messenger and uh on without my messenger ever doing anything or giving itself away uh, Vint had one of his unmade who can like stun, uh, from a, like two, a two inch range can like hit them with something and it stuns them. So they can't act. They can't move. Yeah, It's, it's a ranged, uh, frightening visage. Yes. Ability. Frightening visage. Yeah, and they, uh, they show out, they show them your gro- their gross faces and you're yeah. exactly scared to move. Uh, and he picked on this guy for three out of the four rounds, uh, there was only one round, I think, or maybe two rounds he was able to act the second round yep. and the fourth right. round. And by that time, he could not have gotten across the board. I tried to. He happened to be my my uh, ogre um, glutton, uh, but I didn't want to. I, I picked an unlikely messenger, uh, hoping that it would, you know, like, wouldn't worry about him. And, and I tried to fake out that the Nomblars was a messenger to try and run across the table, but they didn't take the bait uh, and uh, just... Uh, I, I lost there too. So, but uh, I, I think having the, with the ranged, I felt like I, well, I say stood a chance. In the end, I took out a lot of stuff. I think we ended up pretty close on how much stuff we took out, right? Um, or maybe I, well, no, I, you, you definitely took out more than we did, uh, just right. because we tried. We had to ignore more models to get off the right. board. But. Right. But the point you did cost, you take about eight models though. Yeah. Yeah, but the value of taking out a model versus you getting off a model did not stack. Exactly. Uh, did, did not balance out. So I think I had like, what did I end up with? Like 16 points or something like that. And you guys had like was 46 that 8 points. to 46, I think. 8 to 40. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it, there's some, definitely what we talked about is like, maybe there's something we could, you know, we had some discussion about what could we do to tweak it or what could we do to, you know, uh, bring in some, uh, you know, like dangerous terrain from um, catacombs or, you know what? So if you come up to the wall that there's some like stuff could fall down or, or, you know, like that there's something about the defenses that, that aid the defender other than just elevation or uh, an obstacle. So, yeah. Or even um, starting with maybe two groups instead of one for the defender, you know, maybe give you a little extra chance, but but sure. Yep. Yep. So having two activations to your two activations, uh, mm-hmm. being two players. So, um, but it was fun. It was, it was definitely characterful and I really enjoyed standing on top of six inches of terrain and shooting a <laughs> cannon shrapnel down on, uh, unknowing, right, uh, chaos cultists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, I definitely had the right material to have fun. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah. So, uh, and we thought it'd be cool to, you know, we go over to Josh's and Josh sets up, sets up a wall and we have to get past his, you know, his, uh, fortifications. And we go over to 
well, I don't know if we'll go over to yours anytime soon, Paven, with the little one, but uh, you right. know, tr- try as you might to keep us out of your siege wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Nice Very outdoor dramatic. summer game. Yeah, I definitely enjoy, you know, especially with all the new dread holes we got floating around. Definitely enjoy trying trying it again with some maybe wider scale. Like you said, modifying some things. It should be kind of a neat experiment. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, in the Shadow of Malice event, uh, I also got to play as the, uh, you know, to kind of even out the odd number of individuals we had. And uh, the the Hounds of Maka, my Dark Oath, did pretty well. I ended up winning the first two games. Had a lot of fun playing against, uh, you know, people I'd never played against before. And that was a blast. You know, so I had a lot of laughs and, and uh, took some unexpected victories. And then, of course, had a great game against you, Eric, and trying to dodge cannonballs, <laughs> but then didn't quite move quickly enough to get to you. <laughs> it was like it was like one of those, uh, uh, the TV show Gladiator, when like the contestants have to get past the like tennis ball shooting. Right, element. right, exactly, exactly. It's like, I just got to get up this ladder. Oh! <laughs> yeah yeah definitely a lot of fun though uh, let me get some more reps in with them so that was fun i liked it yeah. a lot and they're actually painted it was even better was good. <laughs> all right well any other uh games or or fun things to mention before we move on to the visions of madness yeah i want to talk about some stuff yeah sweet first i didn't play any games <laughs> uh, but I was super close to join. I was like, I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can make it to the the event. Right, I was, like super pumped. But I was like, I'm about to have a new baby, and I like go <laughs> labor. And I was like, all right, all right. But it turns out my wife was like week past due, and I was like, well, I mean, you're not. It, we don't have a baby yet. I let me come to this event that my friends are uh, holding. So I was like, <laughs> I got the clearance. I was gonna go. I actually called my friend from Milwaukee. He was going to come up, play Sylvaneth all day Warcry day. Um, got, I think I told you guys I was like going to come. And then that yeah, morning, my son was born. I mean, I was like, yay, I love him. So what you're saying, your son was born under the shadow of malice? <laughs> um, Prophetic. Um. Yeah, and I also, I also want to say I've been playing a ton of Underworlds, and I really love it, and it's, I'm going crazy about it. And we have this, uh, we have a super great community. If you're in Madison, come play Underworlds with us. Uh, like, uh, you know, it's, it's a what the heck's joint. Shout out to our sister podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, but, oh, yeah, I feel like I'm in kind of in, like, uh, waiting for more Warcry stuff to come out, so it's okay to, like, take a little bit of a break. Of course. It's, uh, it's also, I also okay. want to call myself out for uh, this is definitely like a beginner league to join, get people into the hobby. And I'm trying as hard as I possibly can to win. Um, so <laughs> I want to let everybody know I'm, I'm in it to win it in this league. I got my I got my tooled up list. I got I write it all down. I take notes during the game um, and we'll see. We'll see how it works out for me. Nice. Well, we 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 understand that playing in the Warcry uh, community is about making friends. Playing in uh, the Underworlds League is about winning at all costs. At all costs. <laughs> That's what we're hearing here. Yeah. It's currency you spend to win games in Underworlds. <laughs> That's actually not true at all. It's like that is like one of the nicest groups of uh, gamers I've played with. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're, they're all wonderful yeah. people. Yeah. Hey, it's a, it's a Mortal Realms crew running that stuff. Why wouldn't it be? 
It's true. That, I mean, I know it, it sounds sarcastic when you say that, Eric, but that is absolutely the case. And yeah. uh, it's kind of why I'm a part of this uh, professional friendship <laughs> group. Uh, it's because you guys are the best. You are the best Warhammer games I got in Madison were uh, with in with Mortal Realm crew members. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I wish I had uh, more time to get out because I would definitely go over. There's just a lot of energy there, but hopefully we can get our leagues going up soon and and uh, on different nights so that people can enjoy mm-hmm. all of it. So right. it's not compete yeah. like we used to. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right, Paven, why don't you take us into oh, that few state of yours? Ah, the, the visions. They're taking me. <laughs> I see visions of white dwarf articles about Warcry and new models. Josh, explain this. Why? <laughs> Craziness. It's crazy. Well, you know, we got all those reveals, Warhammer, you know, but, you know, they talked about, well, they showed us the... Uh, the new war band for Warcry coming out, and in, in, in the, as people are calling it, Gur Cry, the, the next iteration of Warcry in Gur. Mm-hmm. Um, and they finally teased the second, well, we're assuming the second war band that comes in, in that set, the Rotmeyer Creed Carrion Catcher. And apparently it looks like they are a, a Nurgle aligned human swamp dwelling war band of some sort. So we, we only got one so far. Um, it looked really interesting. You know, it looked like it had some bamboo foliage, had some cover camouflage going on. It was on stilts. Uh, yeah. Interesting. You know, definitely like to see, you know, some of the other models from that particular warband. Does, you- uh, did the Hashut warband have a god called out for them? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Hashut. Yep. I forgot that Hushut. What yeah. I meant was like, is there a, a great, I'm right now in the, in the lore. I'm putting all of our credibility. I'm putting, man, I'm still, I, like I said, my war cry brain, uh, my Warhammer brain in general uh, is mush. Uh, like a lot of the war bands have like lesser gods or like, you know, like uh, second tier or minor league gods. Uh, whereas the Rotmeyer Creed called out Nurgle, um, is Hashut connected to any other gods, or is it is you know, are, you know yeah, he's just forming. a lesser chaos god, yeah. So okay. that he's he is his own thing, or it is. I don't know if it's a he or she. I thought I thought it was a he, but yeah, yeah. We don't know a lot about Hashut in Age of Sigmar, right? Right. Yeah, I think don't. it's kind of like uh, you know the the beasts of chaos have. I can't remember the name of their beast god. Um, you know, is a minor god. It's been mentioned a few times in the lore um, in the Age of Sigmar. But we, again, we don't know how much of a role does he really play. Is he actually there, or is he not really born yet? Kind of thing. So, right. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, I think this war cry will uh, foreshadow things that are happening in the greater universe again. Yeah, we're leading the path forward. Forward to it. Do you think it's are is the is the space that they're in the um, the forest that they're in is that near Excelsis? Uh, it's not really near Excelsis. It's still in the same uh, continent. I think is the okay. right word. Uh, uh, is it wait? Thondia. Is it in Thondia or is it in Gullet? Uh, no, it's I believe it's in Thondia. The Gnarlwood. I'm doing a back back check. Back checker. <laughs> 
Check the maps. Are you listeners, if uh, if we're wrong, <laughs> come to our Discord at themortalrealms.com <laughs> right. slash Discord and let us know that we're wrong. Yeah, tell us we're wrong and we'll kick your kick you right out. <laughs> of the danger zone because you're safe there. Pavement. They're safe there. <laughs> Sorry. It's by, by <laughs> so what's the news right. with these white dwarves then? So both uh, we got two issues with a bunch of Warcry content in them recently. The 476, which was, I believe, the May issue. Vint is now able to join us. He wasn't able to jump in at the beginning of the podcast, but he is here and will kick off discussion of this white dwarf for us. Tell us what's in this white dwarf. Hi, guys. Technical difficulties all fixed. <laughs> all right. Um, so it was cool because it had a lot of the... The Night Hunt and Daughters of War, uh, Daughters of Cain, Daughters of Warcry. <laughs> but in, it was nice just to have like a lot of the the stuff that came in uh, the Daughters of Cain Night Hunt box to have all the new stuff ready and like locked and loaded. Uh, I thought it was really neat to have it so fast, mm. right? Like within within a month, we had White Dwarf four seventy six that had all of that stuff in it right away, and they. They were pretty awesome. Again, the Scriptor Mortis being something we can use in Warcry is super cool. I can't wait to get my hands on that model and play around with some some fun stuff in uh, uh, for Night Haunt because I have a few of their models, but not enough to do a big AOS army. But it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, and it was nice. They came out with quests and abilities and everything that you need right away. Yeah, so fast. Yeah, so fast. Doing a good job supporting Warcry through the White Dwarf so far. I appreciate that quite a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So then what's uh, different about 477? 477, they, uh, they you know, with the new Hero Deep Underworlds Warbands, uh, there's four of them that have come out. Um, and they, in 477, they also introduced cards and ability cards for all four of those Warbands and including some quests and stuff for them as well. So again, you know, super fast support to, to get to use these Underworld Warbands right away because Tome Champions 2021 introduced rules for all the previous sets. We didn't have them for any of the, the Hero Deep stuff yet. So I haven't had a chance to really look through the, the stats or anything because I literally got it right before I went camping. So I haven't looked through them in detail, but I was just impressed that we got them again. Yeah, so quickly. Yep, yep. And it's not a, it's a, it's a pretty, I don't know, decent way to get you know new content and some new cards that you might use down the road when you know they don't we don't have physical card packs anymore so it's nice that they have right. some way to get those uh for the folks that have have this white dwarf are there any interesting fighters or stuff that you guys want to try out of those new war bands or any of the any of the new new models out of rules uh i'm really really pumped about the black powders buccaneers um They've they've just like I really love the models and pirates have always been my jam, um, yeah. So like that I can play them in Warcry just like keeps teasing the idea of we need to do some kind of really cool pirate narrative yep. and yep. Ship get into the pirate stuff. <laughs> like it just and it's literally half the warband and all I need to do is add like either another one ogre or two ogres or something or a bunch of noblars or grots that I already have. And it would just be super fun and super silly. Um, and I was, I was very excited about the whole thing. I was just, it seems, 
it seems very much what I'm looking for um, out of out of a play experience. When whenever there's pirates, more pirates always, right? Like, <laughs> just can't get enough. Yeah, the the cunning crew, the um, they've got some interesting abilities. Anyway, they've got three doubles on this ability card, and one of them lets a minion that has not activated activate immediately after the fighter. So kind of like mm-hmm. using the inspiring presence, which is usually a triple. It also has a double where there's one model, if it's within one inch of an obstacle, it cannot be targeted by attacks farther than eight inches away. And then another double where it's just called Sneaky sh- Snares. If you're within two inches of a fighter, um, you roll a die, and on the two plus, that model um, cannot make move actions or disengage actions. So very similar to the the ability from the Unmade, that, but you know, on a two plus, which is better than theirs, which is a four plus, so it was like, wow, yeah, they they got some neat abilities for those uh, kind of tricks. Kind of crew. Not cool. Yes. Well, you're not going to catch me with my face down again. <laughs> That's right. I know what's coming this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fool me twice. Shame on. Shoot. That's shame on me. <laughs> <clears throat> Anything else in these visions of madness? Anything? Any uh, other? whispers or details or clues on what's coming next and when I have no out. clues. When do you guys think our new Warcry box is going to get here? July, I think July seems like a good month. Yeah, July, July seems like a good month. Bet. Yeah, I was I was guessing August cuz that's when the original Warcry kicked out, but you know, doesn't mean they'll keep it the same, right? It's all been different months. So. We, yeah, I mean, I you know, it could be delayed. Because uh, of supply chain and all that business, but I'm yeah. hoping July. Do you guys enjoy? Also, I looked it up. Fact check. Fact check alert. The Gnarlwood lies between Thondia and Gallet. Uh So we were both right. Nice. Huh. Or neither of you were right. Between? It's got to be on one of those continents, though. It's not on a continent by itself. And I quote: "In the realm of beasts, between Gallet and Thondia." Nestles a hellhole known as the Gnarlwood. <laughs> it does not have to be on either one of them. I don't make the rules. <laughs> you don't write the copy. <laughs> right, right. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Okay. okay. Now, now we've been we've been stalling long enough. Our listeners have been waiting to get to the meat of this episode, and this is uh, the the knockout dragout. Uh, paint hobby competition that is the circle of paint challenge. So let's get to it, guys. Nothing, nothing that's beating around the bush. That's right. That's so right. we got going months of work in in this corner. <laughs> we have uh, Paven. Why don't you tell us again what your warband was? Because it's not here in the notes, and I can't remember because of my warcry brain. I forget. <laughs> I. Uh... <laughs> Can I, I, so I painted two warbands this season. One yeah. was from our Red Harvest box, uh, my Tarantulas brood. And I also painted uh, enough Stormcast out of whatever, Dominion, Dominion uh, to make a Stormcast warband, uh, which I, we played on campaign. Can I choose which one or do I, do I have to? Yeah, do so, so we agreed that you should at least take pictures of both of them so that people could see them, but yeah. that you could submit because you, you like the Stormcast better. Yeah, submit those for voting if you wanted to. <laughs> I tried harder. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess I'll talk about both. Uh, my well, we could just submit all three and then let people vote on each you know, any <laughs> yeah. three. I don't. I don't want to split. I don't want to split the paving vote. <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, so I, I I don't have a lot of lore to talk about with my tarantulas brood, besides that they are part of my growing chaos force that is, uh, you know, related to uh, religion and fire and trying to be the good guys, but really are the bad guys. Uh, I don't know how the tarantulas brood are, <laughs> think they're the good guys, because uh, they're spider creeps. Uh, but I, uh, I they painted them in the same scheme as or with the same color palette as the rest of my chaos, which is um, kind of whites and purples and red, orange, yellow uh, kind of fire colors. Uh, I ended up painting like kind of the skin and uh, like a purple tint and some of the webbing and the cloth a uh, a dirty white and all of the spider components a kind of a, a bright yellow and i think it turned out pretty yeah, good they look great mm-hmm. they looked real yeah. good kicking my butt oh yeah i forgot yeah that's like the one time i took them out for the spin was uh yeah. you know welcoming eric back into the hobby and then like <laughs> covering him in spiders and throwing them off. Uh, what are those trapdoor spiders where they have the like, little doors <laughs> yep. that peek out and they just smash things. Yep. Yeah, it's an ambush predator. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> How about your Stormcast? My Stormcast are the a, a warband of from the Gyran Guard, uh, who hail from the Living City in the realm of life. Nice. Um, they don't. I. I don't. They're led by uh, Lord Imperitent. Uh, I gotta come up with a good name, and I will when it gets posted <laughs> online. Uh, I don't know. They haven't gone on campaign yet officially. We did play that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did play our um, our kind of mini campaign, but they were stand-ins for the Lions of Sigmar. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I think they probably will join a foray into Thondia probably to do some reclamation of that corrupted wood. Heck they yeah. are aligned with the forces of life. And of course they are, you know, Sigmar guys, but they're also very closely related to Alariel in um, the living city. And that's where their stormkeep is. Yeah. Uh, very nice. So, yeah. That's them. And they are painted in the traditional Gyran guard of gold and green. Cool. How was the green to paint? I love painting green. Nice. Very cool. So I don't know. Good, good. No, it sounds I, that's good. I can't wait. Yeah. To see them. I don't know. Well, was there more to that question? No, no. I was just I I haven't painted a lot of green. I'm trying to think of, and and I think green sometimes can get you know kind of neon or it, it's either goes to like the desaturated, bleh, or which is, isn't necessarily bad, bleh, but it's like. Is it is it more camouflage and like earthy, or is it a nice emerald? Or it is it is on the camo side. Um, although, kind of the way it works with other colors on the model, it looks like a very forest green, nice. uh, which I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with. I I've painted this green a bunch. Okay, uh, it's one of like I don't know. It's one of my staple colors. I don't know if other people have those, but oh, like sure. it's kind of a color that gets repeated in armies. Uh, for at different amounts. Yeah, yeah. No, I have a red that I do in a lot of armies, so comes up a lot. I've got a blue. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. Ben, what co- what's your color, bro? You know, I uh, I almost always end up doing like a candy gold 
uh, and red. Like, so I'll do, um, it just finds its way onto a bunch of my stuff. I'm like, man, I should really do a different color scheme. And then it's like, why is everything golden red still? Um, otherwise I use a lot of incubi darkness as a paint. Like, you know, I want something almost black, but a little teal. Okay. Here's my third incubi. It's like Wonderwall for Oasis. All right. Here's Wonderwall. Colin, that's your Wonderwall color. The thing that you always end up playing when you're just sitting by yourself, twiddling on the guitar. Yeah, right? All right. Uh, Paven, anything else? Uh, I mean, this is your last chance to verbally uh, kind of talk up your warband for people to, to vote for it. Is there any special techniques you used? Anything that uh, you pulled out, like all the stops on this or, you know anything to sway you like completed it in half the time i did mine (laughs) yeah twice the models half the time (laughs) right yeah i don't think speed is ever (laughs) well actually i have like 14 models don't let him get away with it again because last time he took too long to paint his warband and he won so what are we rewarding here Um, (laughs) i mean um, he got them done by episode 8.5 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, which that which comes true. first, eight point five, uh, and then the painting, or we do eight point five after painting is done? Okay, <laughs> right, uh, yeah. man. Okay, yeah, I, I have a real answer to that okay. question. Um, I did uh, roller bases on these guys, um, so kind of on all my Stormcast and allies. Um, they're paint, they're kind of walking across reclaimed elven ruins. Mm. Um, and I think that's kind of like the former wanderer civilization okay. that like fled uh, Iran and they're kind of doing some reclamation of that. Uh, so check, check that out. See if you can spot it in the photos. Very cool. All right. Um, just checking in real quick, Vint, did you have a, a warband that you were going to submit to this? Uh, I do not. Okay. Uh, I was getting ready to jump in for the monsters though. Uh, I've, I think I've finalized it down. I'm going to be doing a mutilith vortex beast. Nice. All right. Well, let's hold on to that second. We'll talk about that in just a second. Probably. Uh, let's get to, yep, let's yep. get Josh's talk about his ha- hounds of Maka. Darth Oak. Darth yes. Pete. Thank you. Um, to, you got them done. I did. I did. They look beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had, I struggled with a the theme for a while. I, you know, I love the, you know, I've read uh, War Queen um, was, you know, really kind of describes how the Darko savages kind of live in a normal world. And it was really interesting in that sense. And so I kind of wanted to portray these as more barbarian-esque, especially since we had Conan in there, right? So um, I did end up going with kind of a northern Sumerian type theme, you know, with like, you know, you know blue kind of as the, the outline uh, kind of uh, standout color for that tribe per se. And then, you know, just normal metals and browns for leathers and, and, and some blacks and things like that. So they look more kind of a, a, a typical barbarian tribe and you wouldn't really know that they were, you know, worshiping chaos per se. Um, so I kind of, you know, did the bases in sort of a tundra theme with some rocks and, and got this new moss technical uh, paint from, uh, I can't remember what company it is, but they make this really cool rust effects as well. But you, you kind of paint it on the base, and it kind of forms this really neat moss effect. Nice. Uh, and so I kind of envisioned them as again, you know, kind of the Sumerian warband. So I, I looked up some Celtic names, and, and Maka is like the 
Celtic god of of death, and uh, so I kind of based some of the names in, in the, my models off of you know, Celtic sort of names to fit that sort of theme. So, so I'm really happy with they turned out. I I also tried a new painting technique that I had not done, um, where I did some acrylic, some airbrushing and xenothal kind of highlighting, and then did a few colors of the base coats, and then did an ink washes, and then did some ink work or, or not ink, or ink washes, but uh, oil washes. And then did some painting with oils and for the highlighting and, and, and a little bit more shading. And so I think it turned out well, and it was a really neat process to learn. And I'll have to try and develop my skills a little bit more in that area because it's certainly not as fast as some of those people you watch on <laughs> YouTube. Like, well, they've been doing it a while. They're much, much faster than I am. <laughs> What's the, what made you want to try uh, oil washes? Um, you know, I, I, I've heard about them a long time, especially like Inquisimunda or, or you know, uh, some of those darker themed paints uh, schemes that people go with, like AOS 28 and, and you know, that, that sort of thing. But uh, Marco Frizzoni has got a really nice YouTube channel describing lots of different um, techniques. And one of the things I really like about his channel is he'll c combine all sorts of techniques. He'll do acrylics and airbrushing and then he'll do oil washes and oil paints and then go back to acrylics kind of showing you that hey you can use whatever tools you want to get the effects you're looking for nice. and uh he made it look easy enough i was like okay i'm gonna give this a try you know he had some recommendations on you know what paints to start with and how to use them and then that you can you know how, how to effectively remove you know the oil washes so it doesn't interfere you know you, like you can remove it without using mineral spirits so you don't end up removing too much paint and you know so it made it less uh scary i guess is the right way to put it and i was like okay i'm gonna give this a shot so and uh, uh yeah i was really pleased with how they turned out and um looking forward to again developing my skills and maybe getting better at getting more contrast you know darker to the highlighter you know like one of the things i ended up doing is with the zenith of highlighting i would put some base coats on and didn't take full advantage of having that undercoat, the Zenithal color, you know, so I got to use some thinner yeah. contrast paints, perhaps, or some other thinner paints to kind of take more advantage of that, the built-in color range from the Zenithal, and then go go to the oil paints and stuff. So sure. definitely got some things to work on, sure. but happy with that, that first trial. And if you had one, this will be your last chance to, to plead your case for people to vote for your uh, Dark Oath. Uh, have any last words i mean last uh uh, uh pleads uh for the for people to, to vote for you i think just enjoy the models in the background vote for the favorites that you have for whatever the reasons i think you'll definitely enjoy them hmm. okay you can get you, you can get away with that uh you know everybody's right there's no wrong answer kind of <laughs> answer. that's fine cool Anything else you guys want to add or talk about this? Uh, did you guys enjoy uh, this circle of paint as much as you've enjoyed past ones? I did. Um, it, it took me a little bit more time to get motivated. I, I think I tackled too many models, too, because I had my normal 10 from the Warband, and then I, I had converted like three or four more to, to account for campaign growth. And I think at first it was a little much. I was like, oh, I got a lot of models here to work with. But, uh, but I finally got the right theme and got motivated and had this idea, and I think it turned out well. So. Awesome. How about you, Peyton? What was the question? Did you enjoy this season's Circle of Paint Challenge as much more or less than past seasons? Um, I Well, I miss... 
I missed, uh, let me think. Did I do it? What were the other seasons? Uh, what was <laughs> quick, quick, uh, did you for- circle of Paven? Paven, did you just forget where you were? <laughs> Catacombs. I'm on like three hours of sleep in four days. Sorry. Yeah, that's you're true. on the okay. Dogs of War Cray podcast. You're with friends. Baby brain. This is a. Oh is- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. No, we did. And you're. I just wanted to want to make sure you had fun. <laughs> of course I had fun. It's Warhammer. Um, yeah, I don't know. This season was good. I like, uh, I think it was, it was it, I, in my, if I'm going to critique our own for fun painting challenge from our podcast, I would say it was too similar to what we did last season, okay. which was paint two organs. I think we could have challenged ourselves to do something a bit more different. Um, so in that sense, um, that's a great know. segue into what we're going to do for next season. Oh, right, well, let's, what are we doing for next season? Monsters. Whoa. Ah! They gave me chills. That's right. <laughs> All right. And, and Vint, as he's already, he already picked something out. Yeah. Sure about it. I'm going to paint up a mutilith vortex beast. It'll be super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I great thought one. about that for Zinchian themed warbands. That, that's a great beast. Nice. I'm excited to, to paint up a huge monster. Two. I want to. I want to hedge my bet a little bit here, or hedge for all of us. If if this new box set comes out, like War in 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 the Gnarlwood, and maybe monsters aren't in the rules anymore, or something, uh, or there's something else cool that sparks our hobby imagination, I think we can have the opportunity to change the circle of paint challenge then. It's true. Or do sure, I would say if something if something big changes and uh, we want to we want to uh, swap it. Now, to be clear, I feel like there there was some confusion on what was meant by monster uh, uh, previously. Are we go Are we going with a? It has to have a, the monster keyword or be in the in the be a monster thrall or whatever the icon is. Mm-hmm. And B, does it need to be a, a war cry one that has a uh, a card or has war scroll, war scroll for, card, for yeah. war cry? I would say there are no rules. The theme is monster. The listeners can decide. <laughs> <laughs> that, that works. We can always make up rules. Until we've recorded eight episodes in the next season to finish your project. Okay. <laughs> you don't. And then we will give you as much time as you need and record an additional episode. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Excellent. In the meantime, I got to find my chimera or perhaps put together a different monster. Yeah. I don't know that I have uh, a for sure thing. Like the next monster I'd love to paint would be a, um, a kit bash of that uh, Cruel Boys uh, vulture model with uh, Ooh, a yeah. vampire body to make one of the. Um, you know, new vampire things, but uh, I need to, I need to think a little bit more about what I might, uh, might paint because there's dragons now and there's, mm-hmm. but I, I hope we get an expansion for monsters in uh Warcry Cause I think uh, I would love to see some more cooler stuff. Yeah. Monsters are super cool. Yeah. Yeah. We'll or that or some carnivorous terrain. Which you count as monster? You know, oh, yeah, the giant uh, Venus flytrap terrain piece, which I'm right. sure exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's up to the listener, but I would say it counts. That's monstrous. Okay, 
Okay. I mean, in Guru, everything's cool. monstrous, right? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Go, go, girl, or go home. <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, should we wrap it up? I got to go. Yeah. To the- okay, fine. I mean, it is a, only a 0.5 episode, so we can't go as long as usual. Definitely. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. That's another season on the books. Season four, a wrap. We will. We don't have a launch date for season five, but it will probably get super jacked up about the hobby when the new War Cry stuff comes out. So look for us then. Definitely. Until Ooh, then, so nice. Uh, yeah. I'm pay- oh, hang out with us in the Discord. We're still doing Warhammer stuff. We're not going anywhere. Uh, the Discord is themortalrealms.com forward slash Discord. Uh, you can hit us up on the Twitter at, at Dogs of Warcry. Thank you very much, everyone. Awesome. We'll see you next season. See you next season. It's time to put a muzzle on this episode. If it was a good dog, support the show with a positive review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast. Share it with friends. Join us for hobby discussions at themortalrealms.com backslash discord or leave a tip at themortalrealms.com backslash patreon. More content is available at themortalrealms.com and on Twitter at Dogs of Warcry.